Hey everyone, thanks for joining me here on the fourth season of Creative Journey. This next iteration, I'm going to take old podcasts, listen back to them, and reflect on how they're still relevant to me in my creative work today. So these cycles continue round and round and round, and I'm pulling about 20 of these podcasts that have remained relevant for at least the last 10 years for me. So I'm curious to know what you might think as you listen in to my reflections and then the recordings of those podcasts and see what will keep, what will let go, and what still shines and is relevant on this creative journey. Thanks for joining me. Making a list of the things I love. Reflecting back on this podcast and this blog post that I made many years ago, this was one of the first. It's funny because I get real resistant. So it talks about my, um, I was talking about uh, making a list of the things I love and listing those things out and connecting with creativity coaches in the past and writing out those lists. I'm like, yeah, that was great back then, but I'm not going to do that now, right? Well, as I continued to listen, it said, you know, every so often I go back to creating this list and I'm thinking in my head, no, I don't. So I'm being kind of crabby and resistant as I'm listening to, here's something I want you all to do, but I don't want to do it anymore. So that was an interesting thing to come up. Um, So what I did was I forced myself to walk through that resistance. I got out my journal. I turned off my own podcast that I was re-listening to. And I wrote. And I wrote. And I wrote. So I jotted down the list of the things that I love. And this one, this list had a few things that were a little bit different, um, which surprised me. So I was sort of laughing at myself because I say I'm going to do one thing and then I get resistant to doing it and it's my own thing and I'm thinking, oh no, I'm at a point now where I don't need to do that anymore and then I stop and think, yeah, I've been pretty crabby. I'm not looking for much joy right now. It's still February here as I'm recording this, not my favorite month dark out, rainy or icy or snowy. And so I get in kind of that mode of, I don't want to do anything. So this is really good for me to listen back through and to actually take my own advice and take the advice of past creativity coaches and write my list. So I wrote my list out and I ended up with about 45 things on my list, which If you listen at the end of this podcast, you can listen to the original um, that talks about trying to write up to 50 things, which when I first started was nowhere to be seen. I could get maybe five or six things and then I'd have to work on the next few days really digging around to come up with some things. Um, I also noticed that there were two sort of trains of thought happening on the old podcast. There's the making a list of things I love then there's making a list of the things that I do and I sort of parse that out a little bit because 
something like watching the sunset, even though you're doing that, it's more of sort of a feeling or it's something, you know, getting to a point where you can see something that will bring you joy or get that feeling and connectedness. So I started thinking about um, the different senses, you know, what are some of the things here that I can touch, some that I look at, some that I listen to, some that I smell, some that I taste, where are there combinations of those sensory pieces, and then thinking of sixth sense, seventh sense, eighth sense, you know, wherever that sort of metaphorical energy takes me. And that started to get me to realize that when I write my morning pages, a lot of this comes out in a different format, not necessarily in lists, but I started to sort of jot down what I'm seeing, what I'm looking at, what I'm thinking about, those, those sensory pieces. So in a way... I feel like I've sort of get to that looking for the joy and seeing what's irritating and watching what emotions are coming through. But with this particular exercise, stopping for a minute and just making a list of the things that bring me joy, but also what is it that I've done, maybe some accomplishments that kind of gets added onto this list. And I started to notice that the different coaches that gave me different ways to do this sort of combined those as I listened back through this, uh, my previous podcast. And then I got to thinking, you know, way back when, when I had a blog, I would post just I one little thing, you know, it was always been my motto and my mantra and how I've always operated just one small creative thing every day right and sometimes it's a lot bigger than just one small thing but I had a podcast where I I mean excuse me a blog post where I would just post one little thing that brought me joy and then Twitter came along and then Instagram came along and it allowed me to really quickly, you know, put up those little things that I loved, and it morphed into a whole bunch of other things. So as I started to think about that, it brought me back to, you know, what I would love to do on Instagram is a hashtag with little things I love. And so I put that together. And I'm going to invite you to after you've listened to this podcast, if you listen to this podcast, and if you follow me on Instagram, or even if you don't, um, to, well, I suppose you have to follow me on Instagram to, to see it, but using the hashtag little things I love 2022 and just doing this exercise, writing out the list on the first day, second day, adding to your list, third day, pull three things that you want to do fourth day, do one of those things and then share it with that hashtag So if you're listening to this podcast, want to come over and play, it's just going to be free up there to share a hashtag to sort of um, encompass the community a little bit more to take some of what I've been doing and morph it into like sort of the layers that I like to do, layering this podcast in with my Instagram page and a hashtag of little things I love 2022 might be a fun way for us to connect So let me know what you think. If you show up over there, I will know that you listened and you're going to play. That would be great. If you're just writing the little things that you love, I would love to hear from you. 
connect in with me somehow. I know some of you are on my email newsletter. I'll make sure I put this on there so you can listen. And if you've listened this far and you're interested in just staying right here on this podcast and listening into my previous podcast of making a list of the things I love, see what you notice, and I hope that you'll come along and play. Thanks for listening as I reflect back on making a list of things I love, things that bring me joy. What brings you joy? Let me know. Making a list of the things you love. I want to share something with you. I've been writing a lot about scheduling and being organized within these last few weeks. Both of these two things are so integral to opening the doors to your creative self, or to my creative self also. However, that gets me thinking about being too organized and too structured, and so I come back to this ritual, writing a list of the things I love. Let me share this ritual with you. It was given to me through several different coaches over the years. It's very simple, yet very profound. About every six months or so, I will come back to this ritual and explore what I'm noticing. It's about finding joy. That is the joy that's already present in your life. A ritual to help you to notice these little things in your life that just light you up, that make you happy and bring you peace. They are very, very simple things that you do already. What if it was that easy to find that joy and simplicity in what you do and what you're already doing and bring that to the forefront of your days? Here are the steps that I take, the steps for the ritual of writing out a list of things I love. Get out your journal and a favorite pen or pencil. Get into a comfortable spot. Set your schedule for about 20 minutes of time to write. Yes, I'm still sneaking in some organization there. List out every single thing that you love to do, big, small, crazy, comfortable, anything that brings you joy. If you hear that voice in your head telling you something negative, let it pass. This is your list. Everything that's important to you can be listed there. You're safe. Once you're finished writing, read back through your list and bask in the joys of what is a part of you. Close your journal. Later, open your journal back up again and add more to your list at any time. Whether your journal is opening again, circle the top, when, excuse me, when your journal is open again, circle the top three things on your list. Choose one of those things from your circled list. Do that thing as many times in the coming week as you can. Enjoy the beautiful things in life that bring you joy. They're important you are important. So next up, how many things are on your list? How many things bring you joy? What showed up there? What if you took some time to write down 50 things, five zero, really dig in and find 50 things that bring you joy? might seem daunting at first. I'm not sure how many things you got onto your list the first time you wrote it out, but let's say there's 25 or less. So work with that list for a while. Do some of those things, some of the things on your circled list. Go out, see what's bringing you joy. And as you start to notice other things that come from that, 
add those to your original list. See if you can get your list up to 50 things that bring you joy. When I first created my list, I began in my journal and it was very daunting. Coming up with 50 things is really, it it took a while. I came up with probably about 25 and after that it started slowing down. Then as the days went by and I would notice um, another moment of joy, I would write it on whatever I had at hand. A lot of times it's a sticky note or napkin, nearby notebook, whatever I had. Then I brought all of those things together, usually in my purse or in pockets, and I would add them to the list, my main list in my main journal. I discovered that the things on my list were anything from petting the cat, sitting and having a cup of tea, walking in nature, practicing yoga, reading. Those are very simple things that you might think, sheesh, I'll put that on my list. But your mind might sneak in and start to tell you ideas. Might be silly, but what you need to do is step back. You're being nudged to notice things. If it brings you joy, it brings you joy. So let those negative thoughts go and write that thing that brings you joy onto your list. Take some time out to discover what brings you true joy. Seek out the moments that bring you back to who you truly are. Revel in the little activities that bring you back to your own unique center. I would love to hear what you discover. What brings you joy? This week, I chose to pull from a podcast that I called resistance to seasonal shifts or resistance to seasonal changes because we're in the start of March right now and listening back to this podcast that you will hear at the end of this is the sort of reflecting podcast on the other podcast so if you keep listening you will hear that original podcast which I recorded uh, last year at this time basically in 2020 one and now it's 2022 and so as I listened to it I was talking about scarcity resistance expansion primarily and that idea of the seasonal calendar and my own seasonal connections to the earth and at this time of year the scarcity of food in the natural environment and then the abundance that we actually have. But now we've gone through a pandemic. There is a lot of turmoil happening in the world. There's a lot of fear showing back up for me. And I started to notice that I'm like sort of holding on. So I was back to that resistance piece where I'm like trying to hold on to something because the fear starts to come in and I start to panic. And that scarcity mentality maybe hoard things and pull things in and it's more metaphorical than I'm actually doing that but um that whole idea of okay I'm taking a look at the um I'm binding up my body I'm trying to control things again and for me that's usually when scarcity hits in and my reaction to it is fear it's very fear based and so really taking a look at that right now and thinking How do you breathe through that? Noticing it, noticing what my body's doing. My body is telling me some things by being stiff and controlled and tight and constricted. 
So I decided to listen to back through this podcast in particular on resistance to sort of remind myself that this time of year, this happens quite often for me. And it has as far back as I can remember. And so I want to really, because last year, what happened was that, that, that control piece, even though I was talking about it and trying to move it out, it stayed with me and it caused some trouble into the spring with my body, with my mental health, with diet, with connecting with others, communication. So this time around, I'm thinking, you know, I really want to catch it now here in March, watch that resistance, move through it, become more fluid, really notice where I'm having moments of fear, where the scarcity mentality is showing up, and really looking towards the abundance. And so that idea of movement, stretching out the body parts, uh, moving the, the joints, drinking more water. And I'm noticing diet is a huge piece of it too. So again, this time of year with the idea, you know, back to our ancestors, the lack of food at this time of year, I think that, I wonder if that's in our cells too, here up in the upper Midwest where I live. Um, that whole idea of, you know, eat and bulk up because, you know, you know, the Lenten season, which I talk about, that's like eat everything that you have in your pantry right now so you can get through March. I really think that that's in my cells. And I don't know how you experience that, but I grew up with parents who were the youngest in their families and that sense of scarcity and the depression here in the United States um, was how they were raised. So that ancestry gets gets pulled into it. So I'm sort of taking a look at all of those pieces. And that started getting me thinking again about putting together an altar in my own space. Because I also was looking back through the calendar, you know, based on, you know, what what was happening this time last year? What was I experiencing? Because I know it was it was something similar to what's happening again now, and has happened cyclically throughout my life. So I pulled the calendar out from 2021 and I wrote everything down that we actually put on the calendar. There were some things that were massive shifts and changes that weren't on the calendar. I added those in and I took some time to write all of those major events from January through December. I mean, and it was every single month, not just little things, but big shifts and massive changes, at least for me and my husband and so what I did was I took all of those big events and I wrote them all down. And then I just sort of pulled out the big key pieces like you would do with a dream, right? Pulled out all the key pieces. And then I connected some sort of symbol for each of those big events. And I cleared my altar, dusted it off. It really needed dusting. <laughs> it had been a while. Dusted it off, pulled those pieces slowly. It's been a couple of a few, about a couple of weeks where I've been thinking about it, pondering it, and really took the time in the last couple of days to pull those different items, things I could find, things that would symbolically remind me of what had happened. And again, I can get real caught up in the past and get very attached to it. So to be careful for myself to not dwell around in the emotions that come up with those events that happened, but just honor them, 
remember them, notice them, put a symbolic reminder on that altar, light a candle, put some lights up, and just breathe into that for a while. And then what starts to happen is these things sort of meld together because I knew the energy pulled from last year into this year was frenetic for me. But what happens with this symbology is it's a reminder of growth and a reminder of the abundance and the resilience of getting through these events and realizing that I have gotten through them, noticing where I was resilient and where I'm still working to try to move through the rattling of the cells and the rattling of the mental state um, from what happened and those different events. And I'm sure, you know, in your own life, it's amazing to me, you know, I mean, we can always say, oh my gosh, it's so much worse somewhere else, but that's not what this is about for me. This is about looking at what has happened and my response to it. So sorry. And that natural scarcity piece shifting over into metaphor and realizing the abundance and the learning and the beauty that has come from taking some time to reflect on my fear and the upsetting things that have happened, what they've taught me, how I will continue to grow from those. The next piece of this will be to, I'm going to leave this altar up for a little bit. I'm not sure how long. I'm just going to let it speak to me and tell me how long it needs to be up. But to when I went in this morning to write my morning pages, it was really the energy in the room had shifted from the day before because the altar's in there. And it's sort of over there kind of shimmering in the corner and reminding me of the brilliance of living a life, of how much can happen within a really small amount of time and my reaction to it. And then the next steps of continuing to loosen from the grasp of scarcity and opening up to abundance and allowing the fear to be there and notice it and notice how my body's continuing to respond to that, breathe into it, meditate with it. So I have an altar. I'm going to be moving into more movement because I think that that really helps. The other thing I was starting to talk about is diet drinking lots and lots of water. We have the water available. And if we do take advantage of that, drink the water, clear the cells, clear the body, let go of certain substances, caffeine, um, sugar, because that's the other thing too, this time of year, that's that bulking up and wanting to eat carbs and sugar and, and have caffeine and, and sort of light up the system that's, that's dragging a little bit. So really noticing that I've need to tap back into that and realize there are so many layers and levels within our bodies, these massive microcosms of amazingness, what's going on in my immediate world, what's going on in the greater world, and what's going on in the stars and in the universe. All of these things are reverberating together, right? So allowing my resistance to to be there, noticing the fear, but finding ways to move through it and reminding myself that I have moved through it in the past, through my altar, taking some time to honor and eventually to let go of some of that resistance and move into 
what's next. Keep listening if you want to hear my original podcast on resistance to the seasonal shift. See if you see any connections. Thanks for listening.